season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. to the JKR podcast. Today we have Florida native Kane's second baseman and shortstop and 2026 Miami baseball commit Gabriel Milano on the JKR podcast for the Kane's baseball series. Gabriel, super pumped to get you on the show, man. Like I said, you're my first Miami baseball commit here on the JKR podcast, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, of course. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, so before we dig into your baseball career, like I said, I got one question I'd like to dig into everybody that gets on the JKR podcast, and that is, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Gabriel Milano? So Gabriel Milano is, I could say, a second baseman from Miami, Florida. I'm, I go to Doral Academy Baseball. My nickname is Gobble. I'm committed to the University of Miami, and I play, I'm the second baseman for the Canes, and I'm a hard worker. Full of energy and love to talk. Okay, there we go. I I can already tell that you love to talk just from talking to you for these past couple of minutes. But you say <laughs> you say Gabo. That was kind of what the name that Jared kind of gave me. So first off, before we dig into baseball, you know where did that nickname come from? Obviously, it's somewhat similar to your first name. But you know when did that nickname get started and how like did it come about? So in well, I'm Latin, so the Latin people call Gabriel Gabo. So that's just where it came from. Since I was little, I've always been called Gabo. Okay, so that that's pretty like common when it comes to people named Gabriel. Yep, in the Latin world, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so so let's dig into your travel baseball career. Let's dig into you know Canes National. Obviously, this is the Canes baseball series, so let's start with that. Kind of take us through you know how you got connected with this Canes baseball program. I know a lot of them are located up there in the Northeast. You'd be down there in Florida. Just kind of take us through how you got connected with this entire program. So I got connected by I first started playing with I start like start. First started playing with um, Canes, Florida, and then I had Carter Smith on my team. He was a shortstop, and I was the second baseman, my middleman. And I saw he played for Canes National, and he was a great player, awesome kid too. And then after that, I DM'd Coach Dan Gitson on Instagram, and somehow he reached back, and we touched base a little bit. I got to meet him in Hoover, Alabama. And that, that tournament, I did super well. Um, me and the team didn't do so well that tournament, but um, luckily I did great. And Coach Dan got in touch with me, and we figured out how to how we can meet and talk everything out for the summer. Okay. And at what point in the timeline was this? Was this last fall, or when exactly was this? This was eighth grade fall. Eighth, eighth grade okay. summer. Okay. So you are – is this going to be your – I take it this is going to be your first full summer playing for the Canes? And no, last year I had a full summer with them. Okay, so going through your first full summer with the Canes, obviously, you know, Dan Gitson was kind of your first connection there. But take us through that relationship with some of these Canes coaches that you have. Obviously, I'm sure Coach Petty, you might not have, you know, such great a relationship with him yet because he is that 17U coach. But were some of those other guys on the Canes program, kind of take us through what those relationships are, you know, playing one full season with them already. Yeah, so the coaching staff – of the Canes National is awesome. They, I can say it's considered one of the best in the whole entire, the whole entire nation. They treat you like big leaguers, the way they, they teach you how to take the field, the way they teach you approaches, the way you wear your hat, the way you could post stuff on social media. Um, um, Coach Rob Younce, he's a very, very big, big guy in, 
in approaches and and helping you out and staying relaxed and having boosting up your confidence when you're about to hit. So Coach Dan, he's he's an awesome coach. He helps me out a lot with um staying staying in touch with colleges and and the recruiting process with every single college I've had in the past. And he's an author. The recruiting staff is awesome. So going from, you know, your 14U last year to 15U this year, kind of what are you looking forward to most of, you know, obviously maybe getting a couple of new coaches on that coaching staff, but also moving up a level, you know, playing some higher competition. You know, what are you looking forward to most for this upcoming summer? Um, A lot of winning and having fun on the field with the boys. I can't – having an awesome time sharing great memories on the field and off the field and – can't wait to see great competition. Every single year we play with the Canes, I, I always get to see great competition, good velo and pitching, and um, outstanding, outstanding number of people watching also. And just, ex- just love the experience I have with the Canes. Super blessed. Yeah. So going from Canes Florida there when you were starting out to Canes National, kind of take us through maybe that jump that you saw going from maybe playing more regional-based players to playing up at the national level, playing up against guys across the country. Kind of what was that jump kind of looking like? So the competition level was about the same because the Canes South Florida was also super, super good. We also had great talent talent on that team. And and here in Canes National, we also get to, to see the great pitching and everything. So you said a lot of guys in South Florida are a little bit different than guys that you're playing up on that Canes national team. When you did, you know, join that Canes national team, playing up against guys who are, you know, maybe from the East Coast, maybe the Midwest, maybe some guys, you know, out West as well. Was there maybe a little bit of a culture shock in a way when it came to playing up against guys who aren't from your area? Um, Yeah, there is a, a little bit of a culture shock because because of the when we played here in West Palm Beach, the the heat, some people from up there – aren't used to it so it was pretty funny and um but after after that no they're everyone's the same everyone loves to compete and everyone loves to work hard and it's awesome to have a group of kids always being around them okay so going into this year obviously you have your high school season you want to worry about first but then looking into this summer for playing for canes nationals what is it 2026 team uh just what besides yourself who are some of those other guys to be on the lookout for uh how do you kind of see this lineup shaking out this this upcoming summer for the canes I say we're stacked this summer. This summer, we have a lot of half of our team, half more than half of our team are already committed to a top top D1 school. And and I don't know how our lineup is going to look because we're going to be stacked. And we're going to keep keep working, keep trying to get those wins and see how we do the rest of the summer. Okay, so with you guys being so young, like you said, already half your team's already committed to, you know, Division One Power 5 schools. You know, for yourself, you know, what is that like being around so many guys that same, you know, top top tier caliber of baseball player? How do you kind of go about, you know, picking the brains of some of your teammates, maybe, you know, gaining some knowledge from some of your guys, maybe asking some of your peers some questions? You know, how do you kind of just go about, you know, having all this, just so many Division One top tier baseball players on your guys' team? Um, how do you kind of just go about, you know, expanding your knowledge from some of those guys? Yeah, so before every single game, I like to talk and read regroup with the let's say the infielders the outfielders the position players and we like to discuss discuss about the the pitching we're going to see or the pitching we're about to see or with the pitching we already faced and how we thought about it and what we thought and we like to regroup all their thoughts in one in one bubble let's say and we like to plan out for the next day how we can how can we get better how can we how can we execute the next pitch to execute the next at bat 
how can we just work even better to to get more runs for the team and help out the team win? So being down there in Florida, playing for Canes National, like you said, a lot of times when you're discussing with the hitters, you guys are discussing some upcoming pitching you guys are going to be facing, some guys you've already faced. If you could look back at your time with Canes National, who would be the toughest pitcher or just maybe a couple of the toughest ABs that you've had so far, just through your memory, kind of take us through those ABs? Wow. So um, when we played Wow Factor, we faced a righty. Awesome, awesome, awesome. He had great off-speed. His fastball was was coming in firm and and we all had great at bats. We all had competed and and he shut he didn't shut us down, but we we all competed and we just worked super hard to to win that game. All right. So moving into the high school level, obviously you're 2026. So you know you're going into the you're into this first season right now. Kind of take us through, you know, what your first season as a freshman has been like playing at that high school level, you know, going in from, you know, the, the off season, maybe November, December, as you guys slowly transition to this high school season, kind of take us through your freshman year so far. So my freshman year so far, I go to the Rao Academy and it's an awesome program. The co coach Ralph Suarez and the um the staff at the, at the Rao Academy is awesome. The way we practice, we train six days a week and we train six days a week nonstop after school to be nonstop we train 2 30 to 6 every single day and and coach ross Suarez has 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 us mentally prepared and ready for this upcoming season and so far i have faced one of the best top pitchings i've ever faced in my life i've seen hard velo and great off-speed pitching i've never seen in my life before and i like to thank for the um the Doral Academy staff for all these opportunities that I have gotten to play this great competition in my freshman year. So for Doral Academy, for, for Doral Academy, are you guys, you know, actually going off that traditional school schedule when it comes to, you know, maybe going to school at 8am and then, you know, you have practice, you have school until two practice from two thirty to six, or what exactly does that look like? Cause I know some academies, you know, go about it a little bit different than others. What does that kind of look like for you guys? Yeah, so I go to school to 7.30 to 2.30, about there, and we have to be on the line by 2.45. And so I go to school at regular uh, week, like, and then after school, we go to the 2.45. We have to be on the line already stretching, getting warmed up. And then we practice from 2.45 to, I say, 5. And then after that, we go up to the weight room to get a heavy lifting in and just preparing us for the season right now. Okay. So you say lifting there, obviously, you know, when you're what, 13, 14 years old, that's kind of when everyone starts transitioning to, you know, maybe lifting a little bit more, putting more emphasis onto your physical training. When did that kind of take shape for you? And, you know, what's it look like so far when it comes to, you know, your off season training there, now that you're going rolling into the end season, how that kind of compares as well. Yeah. So in the off season, we were lifting heavy, trying to get, build up some muscle for the season. And now since we're in the season, now we're doing mostly mobility work, recovery, and preparing our body for a long season for we don't have to we don't get injured or we get sore for the next day for a next game day. So the coaching staff here is very aware that we have to stay calm and and keep getting our recovery in for we can play our best to our best ability. Okay. So you did mention that you're facing so they're playing at Doral Academy, that you face some of the fastest velo that you've ever faced, some of the best offseason that you've ever faced. Just kind of take us through that Florida baseball competition. Obviously, Florida is one of those top three schools when it comes to, you know, best states in the country, Florida, Texas, California. Just take us through what that competition level is looking like there in Florida for you. 
yeah, so the competition down here is great. The best, the best that can, if you want to play some baseball, you have to come here in South Florida because it's nonstop. We have, we just keep playing all year long and, and the talent, the weather doesn't get cold. So we play all the year long. So the talent here is, is competitive. Everyone here wants to play. Everyone here wants to have fun and everyone works to de develop here. So, so that's where you get the best players, the best, the best velos and playing against the best teams there in the Florida, in Florida. Okay, so being down there in South Florida, like you said, it doesn't get cold very often there. So what does that look like when it comes to, you know, going from fall ball, playing in the winter, playing in the spring and summer? How does that kind of look like? Is there any off-season for you at that point? Kind of take us through what that looks like, you know, before the spring gets rolling for you guys down there in South Florida. Yeah, so we cut off the games and all we just do is start grinding. We start going to the weight room, to the we're going to the field to hit, we throw a long toss, and we just cut off the games so – so we just limit out limit out the games so we don't get tired for spring season. In fall, we play a few games where we can get like spring training. We get a few at bats where we can get our live at bats going and getting ready for fall for spring. I mean. So as you've gone through your freshman year so far, you know, like you said, you know, facing some of the best competition that you've ever had faced. What do you think is tougher, being a freshman facing up against some of those older guys in high school ball? Or when you're playing for the Canes national team, playing up against some of the top tier talent across your across, across your age group in the country, what's tougher and kind of what is that comparison when it comes to actually the on the field play? So I say high school ball has been so far a lot tougher because we're facing kids like Brandon Oliveira and Christian Rodriguez, where they're Christian Rodriguez up to 97, Brandon Oliveira is up to 94. And here in the class of 26, where the fastest we see is can be like high 80s, low 90s. And and compared to high 80s to 97 is a big jump. So, so far, I think I'm competing every single bat. So far, you're doing super good. And just super honored and blessed to face this type of competition freshman year and to be, prepare myself for the, the far future. Yeah. So as you're a freshman facing up against this, some of this competition, what benefits do you think that kind of brings you as you move forward into your high school career, sophomore, junior, senior year, you head to that next level? You know, what kind of benefits do you think that brings, you know, facing this great competition so early in your career? I think it brings huge benefits, actually, because because I can I can already face this and prepare myself for the next level, like minor league ball or even the university. So in the uni the University of Miami, I can face 90-plus and keep working to my ability to see great pitching, great off-speed, great fast pitching, too, and just get my timing down for the for the, the season. Okay. So with you being from South Florida, you're staying home, going to the University of Miami. Let's dig into that recruiting process. Kind of take us through how that recruiting process got started for you and just kind of take us through, you know, when that was that Division One teams kind of started reaching out. So in eighth grade, I started getting – a couple of D1 schools to contact Coach Dan Gibson and my other Canes coach. They already started getting in contact with me, and we started talking once a week. With Miami, I talked once a week with them for almost a, like a good year I did. And on October 10th of this year, they offered me to, to, be, to go to their school after I went to a West Palm Beach tournament. 
So when they gave you that offer, you know, what was going through your mind at that point? I'm sure, you know, you're still four years away from school. Kind of take us through it. I mean, you're still, what, four months away from your first official game here in the spring. Take us through what's going through your mind. Did you kind of think, okay, I think Miami's the place for me right away? Or just kind of take us through, you know, what those days after that first offer kind of came in. Just take us through that. Yeah, so when I'm a big family guy, so I like almost all my family comes to my games when I have I play out here at home. So I'm huge on family, huge on, I like Miami. I like the weather and I like how they play. I like, I used to, I go to all their, almost every single home game they have. So I'm a big UM fan and I'm a good, I was going to, me and my parents talked about it, talked it through and we really liked the decision that we were going to make and we did it. So beyond, you know, being close to home, you say you love, you, you're a big family guy. You want your family to go there for games. But as you were going through that process, um, what were some of those key things that you were looking for, you know, before you did decide on Miami that you were kind of looking for in a school? So I was just looking for if they they were really interested in me and and they really were. I saw that they came to the majority of my games when they could. They would show up and they would see me play and how I performed and and the way the way they communicated, how they we talked once a week, how he answered the phone. Coach Norberto was very aware of that and and how we talked once a week, and it was awesome. So now getting that chance, you know, you're 2026, you know, going through your freshman year, still three, four years away from going to the University of Miami. You know, I'm sure they still got a bunch of guys to recruit for this recruiting class. Are you, in a way, obviously with some of your Canes national teammates, still some of them uncommitted, are you a big advocate for some of these guys going to the University of Miami? Are you, you know, maybe pushing them towards that, be, maybe uh, being a recruit, recruiter in a way? Um, yeah, I mean, I love, I would love for some kids from the Canes team to come down to Miami to play with me. That'd be awesome. Um, that'd be, that'd be great. And I, I try to talk to, I try to talk to them, see like, oh, what do you think about the school and everything and see, and just show them around, just talk to them about them. Yeah. So, so far, you know, like I said, I mean, you still got, they, they still got a bunch of players to add to your 2026 recruiting class, but with you staying in the state, you know, what are some of those relationships you have with other guys who are committed to Miami in that 2026 class, maybe some guys in the 25 and 24 classes as well. Um, have you built any of those relationships yet with some of those other, you know, future hurricane teammates? Yeah, I have. I actually have two on my team. I have Mikey Torres and Adrian Santana. My shortstop and my center fielder for my for my high school team. We're both, all three of us are committed to the University of Miami, and we are um, best friends. All of us. We always see each other in the weekends and on school days too. So what? So I mean, being so close to these guys, you know, what benefits do you think that brings to you? You know, when you when you guys all do head to the University of Miami, uh, what benefits do you think that brings? You know, already having that pre-existing relationship with some of these guys. I feel like the connection is the most important. If you have that that connection with the team, the team will have a different like chemistry. We have if you have a different chemistry, it will bond. If the team bonds like super well, the team will win more. They will have more chemistry in the field and win more games. Okay. All right, man. So obviously your relationship, I'm sure, with talking about relationships, I'm sure you're re- shoot. So as we talk about relationships, obviously, I'm sure as you committed, your relationships with that Miami coaching staff were good. You kind of mentioned it there as one of the big reasons you chose there. But kind of take us through, you know, how that relationship has evolved over time since you've com- been committed here for a little bit. No, it has been the same. But I still talk to him as much as I can once a week. 
and they still they're still asking me questions about how's my training going and how's the games going and and sometimes sometimes the recruiting coordinator and the um the head coach show to the my high school games to see how I'm performing me and my two other teammates see how we're performing in the game all right, so talking about training, let's kind of dig into that here a little bit. So off-season and in-season, kind of take us through just what your training schedule kind of looks like and maybe what some of those key emphasis are within your development here as you head through these next couple of years. Yeah, so this next couple of years, I'm trying to work on my five tools to see if I can gain a little bit more speed on my on my running, my 60 yards, and to train, keep training my hitting, my, my, my defense too. Defense is a big part in this game, and – we're going to keep working in the high school field every single day with coach Ralph Suarez to keep working in defense to, to maintain my, my maintain my, to get my, damn it. All right. So a big part is the defense to maintain, maintain great defense and practicing every single day just to get better. So on that defense, you know, you are a shortstop and a second baseman. You know, what do you think that plan is just in your mind as you head to that next level, you go through these next couple of years of high school ball, you know, what do you think that plan is, you know, whether sticking at shortstop, sticking at second base, where's kind of your mindset on that right now? So right now the coaches see me as a second baseman and I have zero problem with that. I think second baseman is an awesome spot. I can turn double plays. I'm also the loudest on the field. I can, I can run cuts, double cuts and work, work around with the shortstop, I think it's awesome. A great spot to be. Okay, so flipping around a little bit to the hitting side of things, kind of take us through your hitting approach. So what's kind of going through your mind? You're on the on-deck circle. You're walking up to that batter's box. Kind of take us through just what's going through your mind. What are you trying to do with each at-bat? So once I'm on deck, I like to stay as relaxed as I can. I like to men prepare myself mentally and just walk up there being positive, saying – self-talk about positive saying that I am the best. I am the, the best competitor. I am confident. I like to say a lot of stuff like that where I can prepare myself mentally. Once I'm in the box, everything I've trained for inside the cage, inside the field, like everything practice wise I've done, I just have to put it in play. Just don't think, just see the ball and hit the ball. I just try to do that. I was going to say opposite field too, to maintain myself the other way and think line drive over shortstop. Since I'm a lefty, think line drive over shortstop and stay positive and just do everything I practice. Okay. So with you being a lefty hitter, obviously being a second base and being a shortstop, you aren't a lefty thrower. You throw righty. Kind of take us through, you know, how that came about. Why are you hitting lefty when you do throw righty? And have you ever thought, you know, maybe potentially being a switch hitter as well? Kind of take us through that a little bit. Yeah. Since I was little, I mean, I've always wanted to be a switch hitter, but a lot of coaches told me that there's more right-handed pitchers than left-handed. So there's no really – a big purpose on going righty because it's also double the work. So they say just maintain focus on lefty and and just keep working because because there's more right-handed pitchers. All right, so kind of take us through the mechanics of your swing here. You know, from you know your load up to your follow through. Kind of take us through what those mechanics are and how you've kind of developed those over time. Yeah, so I'd like to when I whenever I load, I like to stay as still as possible, less movement, and just stay as controlled as possible. Like be as relaxed as possible it could be. Once I once I land, I like to keep all my weight in the back just to stay behind the ball and unload on the ball when when it's coming close. All right, man. So you know, let's say let's look at the entirety of your game. So when you're playing second base, when you're playing shortstop, maybe running the bases, and when you're in the batter's box, maybe interacting with some of your teammates there as well. If you were a scout watching your game, what would be that personal scattering report that you would write up on yourself? 
So my personal scouting report say will be my defense. I say on my on when I'm playing the field, I have a lot of energy. I'm always running back and forth. I'm the loudest. I think I can consider myself me and the, my shortstop with the canes are always talking, and we have a great chemistry up the middle. Me and him with just communicating, and I can say I can write full of energy, always running back and forth and hitting approach. I can say very disciplined at the plate, and just always competes competes when on the field. Okay. So you kind of mentioned there, you know, kind of the things that you are, but let's dig into the things that you aren't kind of take us through maybe some things you're wanting to work on here, you know, in the near, in the near, I know we talked about development there a little bit ago, but just kind of take us through maybe some of the key things you're wanting to work on this upcoming spring, this upcoming summer, as you continue on from, you know, going from a freshman to your sophomore year as well. Yeah. So I want to keep working on my speed. I want to gain my 60 to run those faith those bases even faster. I just want to stay focused on my speed for I can score more, for I can extend those hits to doubles, those doubles to triples, or even those outs to hits. So so I just want to gain my speed for I can help my team win. Okay. So obviously where you're at, this is me my last baseball question here. Then we'll dig into a couple, you know, personal side of things as well. Obviously where you're at in your baseball career right now, you know, going to the university of Miami, one of those great, just historic baseball programs. I'm sure you've had a ton of just influential people within your baseball career, but if you could choose, you know, maybe two to three people who've been the most influential, who would a couple of those people be and what would be the reasonings for them being so influential? Yeah. So the first one I have to go with my dad, whenever I'm in a slump, we just go to the garage and, we go back to the basics. We go back to step one, step two, step three. We always go, we go, we go way back when when I was a little kid, where we just go me and him to the field late at night just to work on just the basics, just to have fun. So the first one I call would be my dad. The second one I will say is Lou Peñate, a a great, a great, great coach. He was my little league coach before I was even in travel ball. He taught me, he taught me stuff where little kids little kids now wouldn't even know about like double cuts um trip like double cuts how to run the bases how to feel the ball how to throw he will help me out with all, all that and the mental side too he was a college college kid he just came out of college and he went to coaching and he helped me a lot with that he helped me with my swing i became a a, a better hitter once i became with him and number three i'll put ricardo sosa he he has he's always there for me he's always keep me in check he always I hit with him once a week so not nothing not nothing crazy just once a week something little but he's always keeping in check with me he's always asking for videos we always work together once a week and and we'd like to grind okay all right man so digging in my last last couple questions here like I said to end it off I like to dig into the more personal side of things you beyond the game of baseball so digging into passions here to start off so obviously when you're down there in South Florida like you said your baseball's all year round it's not cold out but beyond that game of baseball what are some of those passions that you have to maybe you know take your mind off of some things you know cope with some stress but take your mind off of baseball what are a couple of those passions that you have so I mean I like just like to go out with a couple of friends here and there, the same group of people we have um, every single weekend. And just, we like to go either bowling or mini golfing. We like to go to the movies. So we just, we just take our time away from, from the game of baseball, just to, just to have a couple of hours to just to have fun. So on the motivation side of things, let's dig into that here for a second. So digging down deep internally, you know, what is it that just helps you, you know, get out of bed every morning, helps you just win the day, continuously evolve and just continuously get better as a person, as a ball player, just, you know, just digging down internally. What are some of those motivations that you have? 
So a big motivation that helped me out was I did the 30 day challenge from Brian Kane. I did, I read 30 days of that and it helped me incredible. He boosted my confidence, my concentration. He helped me with even my breath work. So, so every single time I get out the morning, like get, get out of a bed in the morning, I always like to think that I have to give it my hundred percent every single day and just, just compete every single, every single second of the day. I like to like to just kick the sheets and win the day. That's what I like to say a lot. Kick the sheets. Okay. And, See, that's... Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I like to kick the sheets, win the day and just, and just stay focused on everything I'm doing. Okay. So kick the sheets. That's actually something that um, generally when I ask that question, I'll throw in there, you know, kick the sheets, but a lot of people don't use that reference. So, man, I wish, I, I wish I would have used it there. Shoot. Uh, but no, so. <laughs> Digging, I got two more questions here for you. So taking that question just a little bit deeper, you know, you keep using those motivations. You keep kicking those sheets 20 years down the road. Perfect picture of your life. Everything's going right. You keep using those motivations. What does that perfect picture of your life look like? So the perfect picture of my life would look like um, me and the MLB um, just, just walking, giving that call to my mom that I just got called up and making like a big impression just – uh, with other kids, just showing how to be humble and how to have self self control and just how to be a a leader in this game. Okay, all right. So you talk about being a leader in this game. That's one of the big things you're working on. Um, so if you had to look at maybe some of the guys in Major League Baseball today, what would be maybe that player comp that you have? Maybe a player that you look up to, whether that's a guy on the Rays, maybe a guy on the Marlins as well down there in Florida, or you know across the other 28 Major League teams. What would be um, just a player comp that you would have or maybe a guy that you look up to? Yeah, so my number is 24. So I always looked up to Miguel Cabrera. He just he just goes out there to have fun, and he has huge talent, and he, he practices with me here in South Florida. We sometimes work, to, um, work out here together. We, sometimes I got to hit with him. Like J.D. Martinez, I also got, got to hit with him, and he helps me with the mental side too and how to uh, see like how to get approaches when you go to hit. And Miguel Cabrera also, too, helped me out with that. And we just have a, a great time at the facility. Okay, so getting that chance to learn from, you know, Miguel Cabrera, one of the baseball's greats, J.D. Martinez, a guy who's always up there on that home run rankings, getting the chance to train with them. What are a couple of different ways that you go about picking their brains? Yeah, so I just like to get as much information because they already, they already lived their 15-plus years in the MLB. So I like to see, gather all the information I can to put in my, in my every single day life to see if it can also help me and affect my day to be even even better every single second. So when you are with those guys, you know, what does a typical training day look like when you're training with with Miguel Cabrera and J.D. Martinez? It's nonstop. Those people love to work. It's nonstop. J.D. Martinez is a, a very good hitting coach. He, he reviews the swing. Every single swing he takes, he slows it down in video, and he explains to me how it works and how he cuts it down and, the swing, how it just, how it, how it's supposed to flow, and the what to what to do and what not to do. So, with being connected with those two, you know, baseball greats, how did you actually initially get connected with those two guys? Yeah, so it just started off with me asking some some simple questions. I just I just sat next to JD Martinez one day and just started asking questions about um what's his approach or what's he thinking when he's walking up to the bat, and I asked I also asked Miguel Cabrera's um the same also is pretty the same question to see what he says because those are two studs that that both made it super far in this in the league 
All right, man. So down to my final question here on the J-Care podcast. Same question I like to end it off with everybody. So obviously when you do head to Miami, you're going to get that opportunity to capitalize on your name, image, and likeness. I'm sure you've probably heard about it. But when you do get that opportunity to work on your NIL, what would be that dream brand that you would love to endorse, collaborate with, partner with, whatever it happens to be? What would that dream brand be? So that dream brand would be, I think it would be Liquid IV. Because every single after a long day of just training and forgetting to drink water, forgetting to stay hydrated for the next day, um, I take liquid IV. I just take, I always put a one packet inside my water bottle and start drinking liquid IV. And that gets me, takes away the cramps and the headaches I have for that day and just, and keeps me hydrated for the next day too. Okay. Like that answer there, man. Uh, I, I love liquid IV. I know I like the strawberry one but i was yeah. wearing that nike sweatshirt there i was kind of you know everyone for some reason everyone likes to choose nike but you know i'm glad you know you you chose maybe something a little bit different there uh so you know like i said yeah. liquid IV is a great great answer there that might be one of the first times uh, i i know for sure it's one of the first times i'm not sure if it's the first or not that someone said that uh but no man that that's the final question here on the jcare podcast you know super appreciative of you've coming on the show giving me your time here this past 45 minutes or so um and just just best of luck man you know the rest of this spring this summer you know you head to these next couple of years of high school get to that next level whether that's pro ball whether that's collegiate baseball just best of luck um and uh, again man just thanks for coming on the jcare podcast oh thank you so much for having me